Welcome back to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope that you're enjoying your summer. As we enjoy the change of seasons, we wanted to bring back some conversations that I was able to have in the beginning of the year. As I mentioned in our last episode, early in the year, I had the chance to sit down with several of our key leaders here at Samaritan's Purse. As Samaritan's Purse celebrates 50 years of ministry this year, we wanted to introduce you to many of our leaders in the organization. Today, I want you to hear from Brian Willis, who is one of the longest serving staff members at Samaritan's Purse. First, for those who don't know, can you tell us how you started working here? You started very young. Absolutely. I was um, I was at Appalachian State University and working as a graduate assistant in the basketball office. I went to church at Alliance Bible Fellowship where Franklin went to church. And at that time, there were probably only 11, 12 other employees. And I think most of them went to the same church. Mm-hmm. And so one day, uh, Pat Pilkington, who was at that point the office manager, called and said, um, Franklin wants you to come up here and talk about a job. And so I came, and the rest is actually history. Um, I was employee number 14 or 15, something around in there, and um, very small office buildings, you know, uh, that the Furmans had given us on above their surgical group. But uh, it was because um, Franklin invited me. Franklin asked Pat to call me. Uh, I knew most of the people working in the office. I say now it was probably because they just needed another male because Franklin <laughs> was the boss and George Johnson was executive vice president. He was in his 70s and they needed somebody to do some grunt labor. Mm-hmm. But um, it was fun. And um, it's been a great, great 37 years. It certainly doesn't feel like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is family. And this is where I've grown up and my family's grown up and it's awesome. And I know in the early days, everybody wore mini hats, but what was your initial role and what did you do in the early years? Initially, I ran the mail room, which uh, consisted of a eight foot table in a large conference room uh, where other work was going on. So there wasn't uh, quite the security precautions and uh, there were two or three of us. And if the mail was heavy one day, we would go ask for some administrative assistants that were in other parts of the building to come and help with that day. And some days we could handle it with the two or three people. One of the special treats of that time of um, responsibility was uh, was uh, Granddaddy Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved working with Granddaddy Furman. He he was um, faithful and diligent, and he used to drive himself to work every day, and then he had to leave by lunchtime uh, to go home and be with his wife for lunch. Mm-hmm. But then there came a time when <clears throat> it wasn't great for him to drive, and so we picked him up every morning on our way to the post office and um, did the mail on the way to the bank. We'd take him back to the, take him back home. But just uh, to sit there um, and that grew. And uh, we, at the same time that we, I was responsible for the, for the mail, the incoming mail and getting it deposited, um, I was responsible for getting the newsletters mailed out. So we would take the mailing equipment that happened to be in that same large conference room, take it down the steps of the office building, put it in a car, take it over to Mount Vernon Church, put it in their fellowship hall on a table, bring in about 15 or 20 ladies and, and other guys and process the newsletter every wow. month. And uh, then load that equipment back up, take it back up the stairs, put it in the mailroom uh, at, and, and our offices on State Farm Road. So um, it was very small. And uh, of course you knew every single person that uh, worked at Samaritan's Purse and uh, they were like family. Mm-hmm. And now I am embarrassed sometimes that I don't know everybody, but we have um, 
we've grown to a point that uh, the work's just sometimes overwhelming to know how God has blessed in such a way that we get to do this. Um, so. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to bring you here because you saw it in the early days. Um, and obviously so much has changed, but there are a lot of things that have remained the same. What would you say has remained the same? It, no question. It's um, the the efforts, um, every effort that we make um, is to, no matter what we were doing, no matter what our role was, we were always reminded by Franklin that we were um, we were pointing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. So whether our responsibility really had anything to do with witnessing to Christ in a in a real tangible way, um, what what they saw in us uh, was always a witness. And and from the very early days, and even as as um, even last week or week before, Franklin has used the same type of reminder to all of us as a staff, whether it's individually or as a group, to remind us that what we have is all, and it's a Bob Pierce saying, mm-hmm. uh, what we have comes from God and we give it out of his hand. Mm-hmm. But Franklin reminds us that we are blessed, greatly blessed of the Lord to do this work. And he has given us resources and he's given us great people and he's given us a lot of work to do. And yet, if we're not faithful and our lives are not upright, and if we are dishonoring to him, he will take this away. His hand of blessing will be removed. Uh, he can get the rocks to do the work if that's what he needs. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not just a reminder that he gave us, you know, when there were 12 or 15 of us, it's a reminder that he still gives us. Um, and um, there's, he's exactly right. Uh, we have to, we have to be right before the Lord mm-hmm. and we have to do what we do to honor him. Um, and if we bring dishonor, which is mm-hmm. the opposite of that, if we bring dishonor, we have actually prayed as an organization that we that he take away his hand of blessing and, and stop our work. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd rather not dishonor him, so stop our work. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's right. That's Roy Gustafson said, you know, you'd be better to be worthy, you know, and, and not have it than to sure. have it and not be worthy. Um, so your, your conduct and... Um, so that brings me to another question. You've served for almost 40 years within this organization. Um, and I know it takes dedication. It takes, there's hard times. Um, how do you keep staying the course? Uh, you know, it's, um, it, it has not been that difficult, hmm. but uh, it, it's, um, you know, Franklin, as I've said, you know, I, I, there have been a couple of opportunities that I've taken through the 20, the 37 years. And, um, um, but realize that my call has been here. And until I'm released from that call uh, of the Lord to, to work and serve through Samaritan's Purse, which is a privilege, um, I'm here. And so, you know, sure, things come down the road where you decide, I'm gonna look into that, I'm gonna look into this. Um, but, um, you know, it reminds me of, of Proverbs 16, 9, which a number of people, um, uh, in my life have used that as their verse and, and I kind of mm-hmm. have adopted it as well, which says the Lord, you know, man plans his ways mm-hmm. and uh, yet the Lord directs his steps. And so I, my plans might be different, but it's always my prayer that if I'm planning my ways in a way that aren't, don't match his His will, that he'll direct my steps in different directions. And so that's the way it's been. I, 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 um, I just feel privileged. And it's not like 37 years you look back and go, oh, wasn't everything wonderful? But there is, I, I do know that I've told myself many times, 
because I've seen it in other people who wander and really don't know if they're where they need to be. Mm -hmm. um, the grass isn't always greener. Mm -hmm. And there will be personal relationships that have tension in any work environment. Um, there will be things that you don't like. I've always said there are decisions, there have been some decisions in 37 years that others have made that involve me, that have involved our whole organization, that I may not agree with that decision. But um, I look back at that decision and see that the Lord had his hand on it. Mm -hmm. And whether I thought it was a good decision or not on somebody else's part, it was, it always worked out because as an organization, our leadership is always praying that they're making the right decisions. And although I didn't, you know, if I didn't think it was the right decision, so what? Mm -hmm. But no, I, I just think it's, it, it had to, and you know, when I was in my 20s, I didn't keep the right perspective, I'm sure. Always was thinking, you know, is this best for me? And is this where I need to be? And, and God, are you really calling me? But I think it all is a matter of perspective. And I love where I work. And I have been blessed to work here. And, you know, when you're, I've had um, both of my children have worked mm -hmm. here. One still works here um, through the North American Ministries, Ministry of Samaritan's Purse. And so it, it is, it's home. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't take that for granted. If the Lord called me somewhere else, I would need to go. But mm -hmm. that's, um, I think it's, you know, what has sustained me is just day by day realizing this is where I'm supposed to be. So let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up your kids because we had the chance to sit down with Elliot. And I love the way that both your kids yeah, have served here or Elliot still is. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you and Natalie raise them to, to love the Lord first, but to also love and, and support the ministry in the way that they have? That's all from God's hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we tried to um, train them up in the way they should go. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we have done the best job we think we could have done, um, but we needed the Lord's help. Also, He has given us, He has blessed us with two awesome children. Both of our children came to, came to Christ uh, at an early age, and, mm -hmm. it, and it bothered me at one point. Mm -hmm. um, I was at an event with Greg Laurie, and I said, Greg, one of my children just came forward to accept Christ, and they're four and a half years old. Isn't that a little young? <laughs> And he gave me advice that I have given plenty of time since then. He said, Brian, it was Elliot. So he said, um, Brian, Elliot has given all he understands about himself mm. to all he understands about Christ. And he's four and a half and he'll grow in his faith. But isn't that what a 40 year old does? If a man at 40 years old comes to Christ, um, he's given all he understands about himself to all he understands about the Lord. Mm. And then he, admonished me and said, suffer not the children, let them come unto me. Mm. Um, so they have yearned, they've had a yearning for in their heart for the Lord. Um, and, you know, Elliot, for instance, moved to Dallas. He wanted to live in Dallas. I love Dallas, he loves Dallas. He wanted to live in Dallas. So he went and he had two jobs in Dallas and they were both fine jobs, but he was not content. Mm -hmm. There was something stirring in him and he, he had said he, when the opportunity came, uh, he took it, and he's, you know, been on tons of deployments in the two in the almost two years that he's been working. Mm -hmm. I mean, gone all the time, and he loves it. Mm -hmm. You mean when he came to Smeardon's purse? When he came after to having Smeardon's purse. Yes, yeah. thank you. 
Um, Kelsey was here until um, her husband's work moved them away to Chicago. And mm-hmm. um, but my family, my children love the work of Samaritan's Purse, and they will, they always will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess just keeping them, um, sharing with them what what the work of Samaritan's Purse was, uh, and showing them God's hand in not my work, but the work that he was doing and things that he was doing through the lives of Sammy Dagger and Aileen Coleman and Franklin mm-hmm. and the opportunities that were coming and his faithfulness and and res- showing them results. And and then, of course, you know, as a child, Operation Christmas Child really will grab your heart because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, but but being able to show the results of, of what Operation Christmas Child does in the lives of children and then their families. They've just, it's what they've grown up with. Mm -hmm. That's what they've been exposed to. And um, Natalie and I can only take credit for praying them through to this point of their lives. And the Lord has done the work in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just hope we didn't mess it up. (laughs) And you did great. That's why I wanted to hear your heart. so as you mentioned that, you said Smearin's Purse is, is a family. You know, it is a body of Christ. Um, not perfect, but it right. is a family where everyone does their part and, and brings in your family. You, right. you watch each other grow up. Has it's grown, how has that changed? Or, or is there still a, a family feeling? I th- no, there's a family feeling uh, mm-hmm. because um, we because we see everybody um, in a, a, the first of the day in devotions, and then we see a, a lot of people during lunch. So you see people other than... Uh, in in other work environments, you you know, especially having the number of buildings that we have, and um, you may not see some people for a mm-hmm. long, long time. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a family, and as I alluded to earlier, it's embarrassing mm-hmm. that I don't know everybody's name. It's embarrassing that I don't. I mean, I don't know what some some people do here. I don't know even what department they're in. Uh, that's that's the negative side of of growth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need them to do the work, but I, I just wish I knew them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and their families and their stories and because everybody's got one and their stories are when you do have time the stories are wonderful to hear mm-hmm. can you talk to us about your department special events I think it is a more behind the scenes I mean you're it is. you're in everything yeah. but can you talk to us about what you do and what you're involved with Chrissy it is um, every day is fun because you don't know what the day is going to hold mm-hmm. and we get the opportunity to try to work with all the departments within the ministry. Um, yes, we're gonna develop, help them develop and produce and manage events that they are having. All of those are on behalf of the entire organization. So whether it's with Operation Hill, our Patriots, or it's with North American Ministries and uh, Rapid Response Team, they're sharing Hope in Christ conference they have. The Prescription for Renewal Conference, which is a physician's conference we've had for, this will be our 31st year. They're, as they've grown, they present new challenges, and challenges are fun. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we, uh, our team works on most of the time. They're also, the goal is to, to use each of those conferences and to encourage how do we inspire people. It's a doctor's conference. If they're coming to a prescription for renewal, how do we inspire them and motivate them to go and serve? And in reality, it's not, it's not going to be us who inspires them. We want to present them with the message of what we're trying to do through prescription for renewal, through OHOP reunion, Operation Hill, our Patriots, North American Ministries. That's a volunteer conference, so they they come to be inspired, to be encouraged, to be updated on what 
is happening within that ministry. And so that's, that's our goal in events, is to make sure that seamlessly, and like you said, behind the scenes, uh, that that happens for people and it's very clear and it didn't, it, again, it's seamless. We counsel and advise the other event managers. There are five departments within Samaritan's Purse that have event managers within their department. And so they are on the day-to-day, they are the ones that determine who's gonna be invited and what's the invitation gonna sound like and working with the communications department here. Most of what we do um, runs through the communications department just to make sure that the branding of our ministry, Samaritan's Purse, and the messaging that we want consistent at every conference. So no matter what conference it is, all five of them, six of them should look the same as far as Samaritan's Purse branding, Samaritan's Purse messaging. A lot of people at Operation Our Patriots Reunion don't know what the other ministries are at Samaritan's Purse. And it's the same with North American Ministries or uh, particularly with the Rapid Response Team. That's a, that's a ministry of the Billy Graham Association. So what are we involved in apart from what they live day to day? That's part of the inspiring and the motivating and the encouraging that that we hope they're going to get that maybe they weren't even uh, aware that would be there for for them to understand. We want to offer them what else is God doing throughout the ministry of Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelist Association. What is what is the Lord doing? And it really does when a light bulb goes on sometimes in people's minds when they see, oh, I didn't know y'all involved in that. And so that's that's. Um, uh, in a nutshell, what we're attempting to do, and it is just to make sure that yeah, you know, everything's produced well, everything is planned well, it's managed well, whether that's the hotel or the production team or, but again, just seamlessly so that their experience is awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because I've had the privilege to attend a couple of those conferences, but for people that didn't know, I wanted you to explain. So can you talk about the five departments that have special events? that have event managers? Yes. Yes. Um, Projects Mm -hmm. has an event manager, OCC, and they definitely have uh, a lot of, other than major conferences, uh, they have a lot of of events going on, particularly this year. This is the first year that they have had one-day connect conferences instead Mm -hmm. of a three-day or four-day connect conference. This year, they are doing one-day connect conferences in, I think, 18, maybe 20 different locations. They're using churches, they're using Mm -hmm. different type of venues, Um, they're using, they're smaller, of Mm -hmm. course the invitation list is smaller, and they're more regional, but we have done regional events in the past for them, but those are four regional events in a year around the country. This time it's much smaller events, and they're 18 to 20 of those events. And so Operation Christmas Child has always got something. the volunteers that we have throughout the ministry, whether it's North American Ministries, World Medical Mission, or through Operation Christmas Child, are the heartbeat of what we do. We mm-hmm. could not do um, our work without them. The Lord gives us resources through these folks, through others that believe in what we're doing. But these folks, the volunteers that go out, um, we're trying to bring them together to encourage them for the next uh, event ahead or the next year ahead. So. Operation uh, Heal Our Patriots has an event manager, uh, North American Ministries, then Raptor Response Team. And a lot of times they know exactly where they're going mm-hmm. uh, and their their goal. But again, 
our our responsibility is to is to collaborate with them, which is what Gina Reed does in uh, on a whole. Collaborate with them to make sure that the branding, the messaging, that beyond that, that their program is going to flow. Uh, we just have to move them to make sure that how they what they want to see happen is happening. But it has to happen in a logical way, and it has to happen in a way that that works pr- production wise. It works um, to a point where people aren't sitting too long. I mean, just mm-hmm. all the little logistical things that that you you have to think about. Um, how long has an audience been seated? How easy or hard was it to get to their seat? Mm-hmm. How many aisles do you have in the room? Mm-hmm. All of that, and it's that's what I what I mean when I say seamless. Nobody mm-hmm. thinks about that, and I hope nobody ever thinks about that except for our team. Mm-hmm. So you're always planning something. So I know part of your job, you are privy, like you said, the advice from Greg Laurie. I mean, you get to meet and counsel with so many wonderful, godly people. Um, so I think aside from your just wisdom and expertise, what would you say to the you know young apprentices that we're sending and the people that are maybe starting out in the ministry? You know, how would you encourage them to stay the course? I would encourage them to stay the course. I mm-hmm. would encourage them to not be looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Encourage them to uh, understand that this is where God is. Pl- I think we need to understand that if this is where we feel God has placed us, that um, He will also be faithful to move us if it's time to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, if um, if the fit isn't there or there's a reason, yeah, it will. That'll all be revealed. There's no question that you that. Um, Listening to the Holy Spirit, you'll know it's time to um, either step up or you know it's it's not the right place for you. But I just think that um, you know I know that staying somewhere 37 years mm-hmm. shocks some people. I, again, I don't I don't feel like it's been 37 years, mm-hmm. but I also know that um, I think when you come in and you realize this is where God's called me and I'm going to stay here till He calls me away mm-hmm. or I die. <laughs> It's one of those things where you go, uh, then I'm committed, and I don't my 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 commitment and my heart is involved in the work that he's called me to right now, and so I, I guess that's for me. That's it. Um, not looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. This is not a stepping stone. This is where he has you for right now, mm-hmm. and he will move you, just like Proverbs said, he'll mm-hmm. move you. He'll direct your steps. So mm-hmm. I think that's the advice. Thank you. And as we approach the 50th anniversary, you know, coming up in a couple of weeks, um, I feel like there's so much to wrap your mind around. I mean, uh, over the past 50 years, but I just would love to know from someone who's been there for a bulk of it, what stands out to you the most? The the way the Lord has blessed the ministry. I, Christy, I remember Franklin saying when we moved out to this property that we're on um, four or five years after I started, um, he had a, a moment where he said, how in the world am I going to explain this large office building to our board of directors? Mm. Because we were coming with, um, we'd built it for growth and we were coming with a, a pretty small staff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just to watch, not the way the Lord has filled up office space, but the way the Lord has grown the ministry um, and the work and the things that we get involved in. It used to be, when I first started, Franklin, one of the most familiar things that rings in my ear is um, that our work is determined by the mail today. Mm. What and and that was in a time when 
when U.S. mail and snail mail was the way that people communicated, of course, the telephone, but, but when people had a request, when they wanted to ask this organization to help them with something, that came through, a request came through the mail. Mm-hmm. And today's mail dictated what, what we're going to get involved in. And it's the same way now. A phone call, an email, a text, something comes um, to this organization, and uh, there's a great need. Of course, we're going to be involved. As long as the Lord gives us resources, we're going to be involved. Bob Pierce told, uh, had another saying that we can't, we can't help everybody, but we have to be faithful to help those that are right in front of us, the ones he brings our way. We have to help those. And if we know about it, he's brought them our way. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, um, that's the f- way that faithfully we have grown mm-hmm. as an organization under Franklin's leadership. The leadership in this organization from Franklin and, and, and those around him um, prayerfully consider what we're going to get involved in today. Some things are very evident and some things we may fight him with, but we, mm-hmm. we just move that direction. Well, thank you. And um, as you talk about that, I know spiritual warfare, you know, attacks are real. Um, how can we be praying for your department specifically? Great question. And I appreciate you asking. Um, we are... We are in a, a sort of a growth stage, and um, we're at this moment looking for someone else to come in. A lot of what we do when it, uh, from the beginning of a conference through, all the way through the end is now handled through particular event software, um, and we are in the midst of transitioning to a different event software, which um, does have a lot of the features that we're used to, but it does have some challenges to it. Um, and so we're we're trying to make that transition in the midst of we've already launched two conferences for the year and we have two more to launch and all of that happens through this um, the event software. So that transition is a huge request. Uh, the staff to to do that we're hiring. Mm-hmm. We're looking at at this moment for someone. Uh, we think we're on the road to hiring, but um, for that person. But I think that's it right now. We have a couple of health needs within the, within the department, and every department does. We know that um, the enemy wants to see us slow down in our work and stop what we're doing, and we just need to pray that um, our, our team stays healthy and focused as the Lord has just blessed so much. We are grateful um, for the team of people that are in. I, I mean, I have an assistant that's been there with me um, for 14 years, and she's a trooper. Uh, I hope I'm not that hard to work for, but she is a trooper. Mm-hmm. And as I am, uh, I, I can get passionate and I can, I can have different, uh, <laughs> I guess I can have different moods. <laughs> but, um, you know, I have, Dawn is an even keel, nothing bothers her, just uh, great. Um, we just have a great team. Yeah. You know, you think of uh, two other ladies in our department who are mothers and how that brings its own set of challenges. And um, we always want to, you know, work with them. And uh, for me, their being a mother is the primary responsibility. And um, they work because they love it. Um, and yet, there are challenges in being mothers. And so that's, that's always a prayer request of mine for mm-hmm. the ladies in our department. Um, more particularly, just because they feel the responsibility. They are, mothers are different than fathers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so, and and our team travels a lot. So we just, mm-hmm. and we've been blessed with journey mercies. And so that would be a prayer request. So mm-hmm. travel mercies for our team and and health and strength and, and then the transition of this software. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That is, I mean, part of the, yeah, part of the goal is to get to know the heart of the staff, but also to intimately pray, you know, because we, I think, don't know. We right. wouldn't have known any of those details. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart today and allowing the audience to get to know you better. I think most that live here do, but for those that maybe don't live here, and we did have Elliot on, so it's good to hear from both of your perspectives. But we appreciate your service and your sacrifice and commitment to the ministry. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I just love diving deeper with staff members, and it truly was a privilege to introduce you to Brian today. I know he doesn't like the spotlight and he would prefer to be in the background, but I always enjoy hearing his wisdom in his heart. And I enjoyed sharing with you his many years of service in the ministry. When I think of Brian Willis, I think of many things, but faithful and diligent are two characteristics that come to mind. And I wanna close with a scripture that makes me um, think of those characteristics. Psalm 89, one through two and 33 through 34 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. Nevertheless, my loving kindness, I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant, I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. This summer, we will continue to spotlight our key leaders like Brian. But if you want more updated in the news updates from the ministry, check out another podcast called On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. This will give you fresh updates on the ground and allow you to pray for the projects that Samaritan's Purse is currently working with. The most recent episode spotlights Operation Heal Our Patriots, which just opened last week. Please be praying for these couples and for Samaritan Lodge, Alaska. You can tune into the episode if you wanna hear more details. Thanks again for tuning in and have a great week. 